Hey guys, what's up? For this installment of Find Your Film, I have two interviews. They are, um, actually, this jiggling you're hearing or this noise you're hearing is a DVD for a movie called Broken Trail. I'm going to get to that in a second. But the movie that we're spotlighting for this episode is Acid Man, a drama I really enjoyed, loved, actually. And it is directed and co-written by Alex Lehman, and it stars Thomas Hayden Church, and Diana Agron. I interviewed Alex Lehman and Thomas Hayden Church for this installment of Find Your Film. And here is a plot summary behind Acid Man. Quote, Maggie tracks down her estranged father, Lloyd, now living in the Oregon wilderness, obsessed with UFOs. Together, they attempt to make first contact. That is a premise of this 87-minute drama, Acid Man, set in Oregon, really loved it. And if you know anything about Alex Lehman as a filmmaker, you might not know the name, but I'm sure there's a good chance you might have seen some of his previous works. Most recently, he directed the Peacock film Meet Cute, which I haven't seen, but his previous movies, dramas, were Blue Jay and Paddleton. These are just fantastic films. Highly recommend both of them. Excellent acting by Duplass, Mark Duplass in both films. And Ray Romano is very, very good as well. In Paddleton, there's a lot of really good performances. Oh, not, not a lot of really good performances in Acid Man. It's pretty much a two-hander between Diana Agron and Thomas Hayden Church. If you enjoyed their performances, their work in previous films, if you're invested in them as actors, you're going to enjoy this movie as well. And as far as Lehman's aforementioned films, which is Blue Jay and Paddleton, if you like those, you're going to probably enjoy Acid Man as well. The plot, you know, about the... You know, the strange family, a um, daughter visiting her father out in the Oregon wilderness or trying to find UFOs. Interesting plot. Ultimately, it is a character-driven family drama. And if that sounds boring to you, it can sound boring to me sometimes. But the way Lehman is as a filmmaker, I really love the connection that he brings between two people. And I mentioned that during the interview. He just creates a really intimate personal resonant space which is in my opinion just is does is not filled with saccharine or heavy-handedness it it's storytelling that feels real and compelling engaging and when i mean real it's true to life as opposed to just following cer- certain narrative beats along the storytelling path i feel that acid man really did not submit to any kind of clichés for me I really enjoyed it and loved the performances by Thomas Hayden Church and Diana Agron. Unfortunately, I was not able to interview Agron, but was able to interview Alex Lehman and Thomas Hayden Church. So first up is my interview with Thomas Hayden Church, and then we're going to get into uh, my interview with Lehman. Before I go with this intro, Broken Trail. It's a film by Walter Hill. It's out on DVD and digital for this mini, it's a, I think it came out in 2006. For this mini series, it was from AMC, won four Emmys, including one for Thomas Hayden Church. It's a fantastic Western. It's directed by Walter Hill. Again, Walter Hill, you might know him from his previous work, 48 Hours, The Warriors, let me think, Streets of Fire. There's just so many. Southern Comfort, Bullet to the Head. Recently, what, what was that movie that Hill did? Dead for a Dollar last year, that Western. So he's done a lot of, very interesting, sometimes even great movies. I still haven't seen Trespass. He also directed Johnny Handsome. Broken Trail, funny, funny enough, it's not considered 
one of these top tier. Oh, I just was watching the other night, Geronimo, an American legend, rewatching that as well. Really underrated epic from Walter Hill. He's great at doing westerns and he's great at doing genres. He also did the Richard Pryor film Brewster's Millions, if you haven't seen that as well. A lot of his stuff, a lot of Walter Hill stuff is available for streaming. Unfortunately, as of this recording, Broken Trail is not available for streaming, but it is available. I checked on Amazon. You can actually purchase it as a digital purchase. Really, if you're a big Western fan, this and it's very, very good. It's essentially a lot of bonding and interrelationships between Robert Duvall, who plays the uncle of Thomas Hayden Church's character. They have a journey through the wilderness and they're both trying to set up a business and cattle and farming and whatnot. And they're also trying to help these uh, four Chinese immigrants. It's a very interesting movie. And I, I want to, yeah, it says, it says here it's set in 1898. And yeah, print, I'm trying, my eyes are bad. Print Ritter, played by Robert Duvall, and his estranged nephew, Tom Hart, played by Hayden Church, become the reluctant guardians of five abused and abandoned Chinese girls. So they're trying to do the good deed and trying to get these girls to safety while also conducting some estranged family business between the uncle and father. There's a lot of talking by the campsite, campsite, uh, fireside or whatnot. I'm not, I'm a city slicker. I'm not good at trying to describe the outdoors, but it's a beautiful, one of Walter Hill's most beautiful looking films. And I'm really obsessed with Walter Hill. I still, there are some movies of his that I still have yet to get to, like Hard Times, which, by the way, Thomas Hayden Church does mention during the interview, because the reason why I'm talking about Broken Trail is not just because Thomas Hayden Church is in it. Towards the end of the interview, he, he launches into about a two or three minute dialogue about his, his recollections on making Broken Trail. Okay, so very interesting stuff, excellent stuff on Acid Man and as well as Broken Trail from Thomas Hayden Church. I did not ask the Sandman or Spidey question. I'm all obsessed with Walter Hill. If you get it on DVD, if you can, it's worth it. It's worth a DVD. Here are the special features on the DVD I have. By the way, shout out to Cinematics Listener and more, more importantly, close friend Angie Clark for actually sending me this DVD months ago because she knew I, I really love Walter Hill. And now months later, it pays off because of the interview with Church, Thomas Hayden Church. Anyway, special features, it has the Broken Trail, the making of legendary Western. I believe that doc is about 23 minutes. I'm only about maybe eight or nine minutes into it, but the DVD is definitely worth it. And I don't even know if that documentary will be available if you get, if you rent it on digital, but it's still worth a rental. Okay. What's very interesting about Broken Trail is again, if you like Duval and Thomas Hayden Church, you're going to, and you liked what? Let's see. Open range movies like Open Range or Lonesome Dove. You're going to dig this movie as well. But if you're a Walter Hill enthusiast and you know a thing or two about his movies, a lot of his films are very unsentimental. And there are moments of tenderness in Broken Trail, which I haven't seen in the movies of Hill that I've watched. Okay. I still have yet to get the crossroads and, and whatnot. So a whole bunch of other Hill films. But right now I, it was really, I really loved how the sentiment and the sentimentality and the at times, open-heartedness behind and the wistfulness of Broken Trail. So if you like the manly man masculinity, male ego westerns and action stuff of Walter Hill, there are moments of that in here, but there's a lot of very wonderful sensitivity behind 
Broken Trail as well. It's a great mix of a Western. Speaking of great mixes too is Acid Man. I forgot to mention the chemistry between Diana Agron and Thomas Hayden Church really works. You really believe they are a father and daughter trying to connect in their own different and special way. And the the method that the third act wraps up was really appealing to me. And I, I'm actually going to release the 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 early um, spoiler stuff for Acid Man for our Patreon listeners. And eventually I'll put some of the, I'll write about it on our Find Your Films website as well. But I, I asked um, I asked Alex Lehman about the ending of Acid Man and he goes on, he talks about it for about four or five minutes. So that's why this interview with Lehman is a little bit short, maybe about eight or nine minutes, but really enjoyed Acid Man. Speaking of which, it will be in theaters and on demand stateside on March 31st. 2023. Okay, so I will provide links. These are not affiliate links. I will a it, I'm going to actually provide a couple of links where you can get Acid Man and tell me what you think of this movie if Acid Man worked for you or if you have seen or plan to see the Walter Hill film Broken Trail. That is a I'm looking at my Zoom recorder right now. 9-minute intro. I should be faster with things. But anyways, here are the interviews for Acid Man. First off, Thomas Hayden Church and then Alex Lehman, trailer before both of these. Thanks again for supporting us here on Find Your Film. And thank you guys for listening. Take care. Bye. Guess I could have picked up a little had I known you were making the trip. Dad, what made you pick this place? It's a good place to be left alone. Oh, look. Airplane? No, think interplanetary. You can say it. A UFO? Yes! Whoa. Yes! <laughs> well, technically it's an IFO because you just identified it. You guys look like you had an adventure. We went fishing with Bobby Sock. Who's Bobby Sock? Talk to old Bobby. Bobby will help you out with all your problems. I'm worried about my dad. He's in the middle of nowhere with just a dog, some blinking lights, a sock. Acid man! Dad! Dad. Dad. What the hell? I can't tell what part of you is real. Nobody could ever support me in anything that I had to do that was important. How about a thank you for traveling 2,000 miles to be here? He thinks very highly of himself. <laughs> so what are you doing here? Kind of ran away from home. You're just a little bit lost right now. I can just be here. I was here first. They want to make contact in two days. Be rude not to acknowledge their presence. Hit it. Now? Now. So much that we don't know about. So much mankind doesn't want to know about. You remember Sedona? Yeah, it was great. Four fire trucks. Nobody got hurt. Mom's eyebrows were singed off. I told her to get back. Thomas, how are you? Good, man. You Good. know, I, I was uh, talking to Alex and he was, he talked about his approach to storytelling and he, lo- he loves to see cinema as a medium for empathy. And I was wondering if you saw a little bit, there's a lot of layers to this story. Did you see this as a medium for empathy, this story from your POV? I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, from the very first time I read it, uh, you know, there was just so much heart and, but, but also tragedy and, 
and and a and a and a and a treacherous journey for you know uh, a woman in her thirties confronting after you know this twelve years of estrangement, not knowing at all who she was going to be confronting that used to be her father, and so it, it you know there was a, a a humanity to it, and and yes, and and I think a, a very an empathy to it but um there was as you already said there was just so much more and and i talked about this a lot in interviews that you know diana's own personal story and alex's own personal story and my personal story with my father you know we we had so much time um literally nine months of like all talking and you know the discourse of you know, some it we we would go, we'd be talking about the script and Maggie and Lloyd, but we would just easily morph into Alex and his father, Diana and her father, me and my dad. You know, it's it could it would just go any direction and 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 sort of like ricochet. <clears throat> so to to the point that it was the lines were not they weren't blurred. But they were just sort of in an in a very esoteric way removed that, you know, Diana, while Diana is a good bit, she's I mean, I have an 18 year old and a 14 year old daughter, but Diana, you know, she's she's young enough to where she could have been my daughter, you know, had I had a, a, a daughter in my early in my early 20s, but which I was ridiculously too immature to ever have a child in my early twenties, but, but, but it, but it, but the, it was an interesting dynamic and an, and an interesting exercise to go through of how, if Diana, if Maggie had been my daughter from those early twenties to the age that whenever she catches up with him. And I was, I think I was 60 when we shot the movie you know, and she catches up to this 60 year old man who's so emotionally remote and isolated and guarded and closed off. <clears throat> she it's like she's just searching for the for who used to be. And now she's now she's met with what is. And and I don't even know how disconnected I am until she shows up. And it and it's the same thing for me. You know, it's like I, I, I think I said it at some point in the in in it, and it may have gotten cut out, but I, I said something like, you know, I I miss I miss that little girl, or I miss that, you know, I I said something like that at some point when I was looking at a picture or something, or maybe it was the short story, the Slam Dunk Tuesday, you know, I, I said something that maybe I didn't say it, but I felt it of of how much I missed her. I, I missed that daughter and, and, and had never, it was, I was having a lot of trouble, you know, Lloyd's having a lot of trouble understanding now that she's this grown woman who's married and, you know, certain other things about her personal life that we find out. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm embedded in all that, I just found tremendous, you know, frailty of, of the human condition and, and and but yes, I mean, ultimately, by the end, I think the characters have tremendous love and empathy 
for one another, but there's also, there's great uncertainty. I guess in a layman's perspective, you have maybe 15, I don't know, maybe 15 or 16 days to shoot in the area right. out in nature. And you're talking about sometimes um, the good, the good thing is lines were blurred. There's personal and there's story. What's it like when you're on a schedule, but you also have a real personal connection with the people you're working with. You're talking about that nine months of talking about your characters, talking about the story. What is it like you have a schedule, but you know what it's like to have that connection as opposed to it's not not, not just professional, it's also a personal relationship on you know when you're working right. together. Yeah. It was crazy because whenever whenever we actually all met, um, you know, we I got there a week early and Diana got there a week early. So we could rehearse, but also go check out the locations and just get comfortable, you know, with where we were going to be and, you know, and 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 then just hit the ground running. But, you know, Alex said it many times. It's like by the time we got there, he just wanted to like he goes, I just want to capture it. It's like we're there. You guys are there. There's no way we can know the characters better than we knew them. You know, we she couldn't. You know, and and yet shooting, we still learned about one another, but it's when we got there, I'd never met Alex and I never met Diana, but I felt like I'd already been friends with him for a year, for almost a year. And so it was a very unique dynamic. And, and so when we get there and it's like, let's go, it was just, man, keep the camera roll, keep the camera, there's two cameras rolling almost all the time. And it was just like, it's like he just wanted to capture as much of the characters' lives as he could in the time that we had. And what I was just telling the the last journalist, that by the end of the schedule, I, I like felt like we had, we all, it's like we almost had too much time, you know, and we were able to even condense a little. And then we were able to go over to the coast and shoot some stuff with the younger Lloyd and Maggie, the child that we didn't, we weren't even sure we were going to be able to do like, like Alex thought we might have to do that, you know, at another time. And like, you know, Diane and I come and go like somewhere in the California coast and shoot like one day of, of second unit or something. And we ended up being able to do it when we were in Oregon, which is way better because the Oregon coast is so unique. Um, I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, I've never been to so Oregon. I, just a curious question. I, I still haven't seen Rolling Kansas. Definitely want to check it out. But uh, you you approach your art from a directing and writing standpoint as well. Do okay. you think directing is going to be in your future? Do you still have a passion for going behind that camera? You're talking about camera rolling. Do you think you you might want to direct down the road as well? Yeah, I, I have a project in the fall that I wrote and I'm directing and we're in the process of you know, we have really do have the money, but it's just now it's like we're sort of on the slow. I have another thing that I'm probably shooting this spring. And then I have I have to do a, a role in this big Kevin Costner Western series called Horizon. I'm doing that this summer. So this other thing um, called West Texas Honey, it 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 it's good. It's getting pushed into the fall, but which is kind of when we wanted to do it. But I'm directing that. And I'm very excited about it. It's a very, it's a story set in 1982 in West Texas. That's amazing. A couple more questions, Thomas. I'm a huge 
Walter Hill fan. And oh, me nice. and my mom, me and my mom were, you know, obviously we're Asians. We really appreciate that you talked about humanity. We really pre- appreciated the representation in Broken nice. Trail. And just your thoughts on working, you know, you got an Emmy for Emmy for Emmy wins for that. Just your recollections working with Walter Hill on on such you were talking about empathy, such a very humanistic project as well. That, you know, that was all that that was really, you know, Robert Duvall. Um it was adapted. I don't know if it was a book. I don't remember exactly, but it was originally called Daughters of Joy. And which which unfortunately, you know, for the you know, the 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 Chinese culture, the women, the young la- young women that were sex trafficked to that period of that very unfortunate period of our history in America um that you know that that really started with with uh this writer alan jeffrey on who was close friends with bobby they're actually neighbors and and uh alan i think trained horses for bobby but alan was also a writer and so he he and bobby alan wrote it but with bobby you know they kind of they crafted it and then brought it to walter and then you know walter got involved but, you know, it was a great experience on so many levels, loving to do Western, a Western with Robert Duvall and Walter Hill, who I'm also a massive, massive fan of all the way back into the 70s, Long Riders and, you know, even Hard Times, very first picture that he directed with Charles Bronson. I'm a big fan of that movie. Um, I mean, I could, talk, I could do an interview with just about Walter. But <laughs> the actresses... You know, I believe I, I think so good. I think only three were Chinese and one was Korean, I think. And I think the Korean uh, actress, she was actually a news reporter from um, Edmonton, Alberta. But she was great. She was so comfortable in front of the camera. And then Gwendolyn Yeo who's this terrific, accomplished Chinese actress. And then the other actresses, Gwendolyn was the only one that was cast out of, out of LA. And, you know, she was in Desperate Housewives. She's done a lot of stuff. Um, But then the other three actresses, I'm pretty sure were cast out of, out of Canada, but just talking to them and talking about their history and their culture and their legacy and their families. And it, it really, it it created you talk about empathy you know it was like a whole world that i was kind of just unaware of of how much sex trafficking went on in that period of 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 our history um from china i think from from all of the the sort of pan asian uh or you know uh pan pacific countries I think Japan and China and uh, what used to, I guess, was at one time a unified Korea. But I think they trafficked women, you know, from from all of the the, the Asian countries, um, you know, to the north, the Pacific Northwest, and 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 then of course anywhere that they're, you know, they were used as rail workers and mine workers, and you know, there's there's so much tragedy. That's that that history is steeped in and to be able to be a part of it, that just this one tiny 
kind of humanitarian story about saving these girls from a horrific existence and getting them to a place where they would be safe and they would be protected and and ultimately you know it would be their salvation and uh a lot of it's based on a true on true stories it's, it's a kind of an amalgam of true stories Thomas, thank you so much for your time. Really loved Asset Man. And looking forward to interviewing you in a couple of years for your directing project. Thank you. Thank Great you thing. so much. Alex, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Great. You know, the last several years, I love Blue Jay. And I haven't seen Meet Cute yet, but I really love Blue Jay and Paddleton. And now this film. Can you just talk about that thread? I guess amongst all your films, the fact that it's the world, the, the main challenge is getting to know the other person on an intimate level. And I think that's that's um, something that's very, in cinema, that's very underrated, the worlds that can be explored within the intimacy between two people. Was that always something that you were passionate about when you started off as a cinematographer and then transitioned over to being a director? Or did you just mature into this type of storytelling? I don't think I really understood that I was making films just about connecting with people as a thread um, until, I don't know, maybe yesterday. <laughs> uh, I, I, it was, it was literally yesterday. I was thinking, like, what, why do all my films have this like lonely character, lonely male character at the center of it. And they're just trying to connect, whether it's with an ex or a new girl or uh, their father or, you know, or, or, or their, their best friend. Um, and it's obvious now, it's just, sometimes it takes, it takes a little while to, to really, uh, see it. So I didn't do any of it intentionally. Um, but that's who I am as a person. I mean, if you, if you see me at a party, I'm talking to one person for like three hours. I'm not making small talk with, with a bunch of strangers. I want to get to know someone. Um, I think I'm afraid of being alone. That's the scariest idea is feeling not alone, feeling lonely and and nothing makes me happier or or feel more enriched than than truly getting to know someone. I like seeing people who who they are, not just how they maybe present or 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 want to be seen. Checking out some of your past interviews on on YouTube, you're talking about how close the collaboration was with Diana. Can you just talk about the the early days getting this project with Diana and actually growing the material with her? And you're also your co-writer on this project. How did what was that journey like with her? I guess in the big picture. Yeah, Diana came on very early, and she was the first actress I I asked to play this role. I'm glad it worked out that way. And um, she got she understood what the script was. I asked her to come on as a creative producer. I said come be my Mark Duplass. I've done this with Mark a few times. And what I want is to tailor the, before we go out to another actor, I want to figure out exactly how you connect to this. What else do you want to do that, that will make this special to you. And then I want to cast somebody that is very exciting for you, you know, as, as your father. And, um, and she gave me, she gave us, right. Me, she gave us, uh, she gave the film some really great, um, some things about the character, but something that really, I mean, there, there's a spoiler. I literally, there's something I can't tell audiences because it will ruin the film. And that was her idea. And, and, and I'll just say that she understood what a, what a daughter needs to connect with her father more than I do. I know what a son needs to connect with his father. I know what a person needs to connect with their parent. 
but there were some specifics that had to come from 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 Diana, and she was so soulful and thoughtful and creative and generous in in those ideas, and um, that's that's kind of the best, especially when you're doing dramatic improv, is you you don't just ask the actor to find the character, but you help the character find the actor as well in, in the rewriting of things before you shoot. On finding the actor, just what was it like just having someone like Thomas to play off you guys? He has such an incredible presence and no matter what genre you put him in, he's he's just completely magnetic and talented. What was it like just, you were talking about building the character with each of them, even two hours on the phone, but what was, what was the prep like? And then also on the day shooting with him, like? Yeah, Th- Thomas wants to build his character out the way i mean i i think that that's the the best acting i've seen is you you can ask an actor anything about their character and they they know it right and and so most of the shot it's like the iceberg right like the 10 percent that's floating above is what you see but there's 90 percent below below the ocean you know and and so thomas had these curiosities and he didn't want to just understand how he connected to the character he didn't want to just build the character out for himself but he was doing it in a generous way where he understood that we Diana and I also needed to understand who this, who this guy was. And he needed to also create this character in a way that reflected what Diana, uh, Diana's Maggie was going to need. And he also wanted to understand what I had written and, and why I was interested in in telling the story. Um, So he's, he's not, Sometimes people think some actors are maybe just actors and just performing, but, but Thomas was creating, he was a creator as well. So I, I really think that these characters, um, as much as they were created by Chris and I as writers, they were created by Diana and, and, and Thomas. And then on set, uh, you know, Thomas, the one thing about his acting, I think anybody can understand is like when he gets really quiet and you look at his eyes and you think like, what's he going to do next? It might be a joke or like, I mean, I thought sometimes when I talked to him, he'd just get quiet. And I was like, is he going to make a joke or is he going to punch me? I have no idea. But the, like knowing that there were, there were infinite possibilities in that man's mind and face in any single moment, it just felt like those gears and the heart gears and everything were just like moving like a mile a minute while he stoically just kind of keeps you leaning in and going like, what are you going to do? Um, it's part of his magic. Now, what happens when you're, so you co-wrote this with Chris. In general, is there advice when you, let's just say you and Chris, whenever, if you had a disagreement upon writing this, this script, do you, how does one give in or compromise? What's the key to actually working and collaborating as, a, as opposed to actually just being the, the sole proprietor of your story? You know, what's the key to just balancing and making that partnership work? Um, I think it's, it's about, I mean, the best, I think films need test screenings. Uh, and some, sometimes people will say like, Oh God, like test screenings don't let the audience, you know, turn your film into what it's really, it's not just about a, a filmmaker being right and, and, and putting their stuff out. Like it's about connecting with the audience. And so you can really quickly figure out whether a concept is working or not just by running it by people, whether it's a pitch, um, just kind of running, running by the, the actors or, or some friends or whatever you go like, you think that this guy would do this or this or whatever. And you can just kind of, you can tell when people are really responding to something versus it just not really clicking for them. And so um, I think Chris and I have, we're we're both really good at the no ego game, which is like, let's just see, forget what, if if we have a disagreement, forget what we think is right. Let's, 
let's go see how other people respond to this and like what what is working for them um it's it's just kind of path of least resistance and it gets it gets you what you want which is an audience responding to your material and alex as you're leaving final question what connects you to Francois Truffaut. When I was a youth, it was it was his writing, the films in my life, and his work with Hitchcock Truffaut. That book, from uh, from a critical standpoint. But you mentioned in in the film hustle that the Four Hundred Blows is a very important film for you, and then you mentioned Close Encounters, which features Truffaut. How did he in- inspire you as a filmmaker, storyteller, and then the Four Hundred Blows? Did that really is that maybe a through line as far as the way you want to approach your personal storytelling? That kind of yeah. Um. That's. Yeah. Wow. You have some fantastic questions. Um, my gosh. Uh, I, I mean, the, the only thing that connects me and Truffaut really is he's French and I'm French. He, he was a masterful filmmaker and, 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 and did so many fantastic movies, but, um, yeah, I think we both have this curiosity about the human condition and I think we don't, um, what I like about his films is like, he wasn't always just going for morality and he wasn't always just like trying to give the audience a payoff of, of uh, you know, the, the bad people will be punished and the good people will be rewarded. He was just kind of curious about like people's behaviors and didn't need to, to maybe ascribe as much a, a, a judgment to it. And, um, and then he did want to connect to the characters. And so, I mean, obviously at the end of four and blows when he freezes frame on that kid and he's looking at, looking at you uh, through the screen. I mean, that was one of the first times I was like, Whoa, okay. Like now I understand everything he did in the movie. Like the whole time I was like, just a curious bystander. And now I realize he was asking me to, to just completely um, empathize and um, put my own stuff away for a second, put my judgment away. Uh, and I like that. I, I, I think film should be a medium for empathy. So I guess that's how, I don't know. It's too good of a question. I'm not going to have a good answer. To that. <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a great answer. Alex, thank you so much for your time. Really loved acid, man. Really looking forward to when I have the time, I'm, I'm going to be watching meet cute. So what am I supposed, is it going to be part of, is it part of your whole lexicon that, that thread? Is it, is it right in there with all your other films? Me cute. I mean, it- it's, it's another lonely male character. I think it's another, Probably meet cute is um is my strongest exercise in in um presenting a char- the, the the other character sheila uh she's someone that I think it takes a lot not to judge um and I like that uh, I like that we have to really just go through a lot with her to to start to actually see her pain and um and and she tries so hard to connect with people which I love that. I'm I'm always going to relate to people who try, who don't give up on 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 human connection. That's my jam. <laughs> right. Thank you, Alex. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. Thank you.